A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1, car... What else? Cars? Cars. We talk about cars, cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube.com forward slash Behind the Glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> But also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We've got a few new patrons that we can welcome, that we can shout out top tier level patrons. Really? Yeah, so I thought I'd, I'd congratulate them, welcome them. Cowan, Scott Cowan? How, C-O-W-A-N, Cowan, right? Uh, mate, do Wrong not ask me to ask. <laughs> Karen Scott, welcome. Thank you for signing up. Kieran Allen Smith, Peter Hopkins, thank you so much. Uh, any of you out there that are interested in becoming patrons, it's patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Lots of you have now been receiving your key rings, your t shirts, your mugs, etc. Um, hopefully, those of you that haven't received them yet, they'll be on their way. Uh, but yeah, lots more information over on the page. Just want to get that out of the way because it's important to. To welcome very. these new new Absolutely. supporters. And I've had many DMs saying, you know, tagging us and yeah. it's very good it's tweets. A, it's and nice to see. You. We love yeah. it. Anyway, exciting episode ahead, Tony. Oh my God. Uh, exciting to see if we survive because it's particularly cold today. You've kept your jacket on. And a jumper. And a jumper. <laughs> I've braved it and just gone down to my hoodie, but I do have my coat nearby. <laughs> so let's see if we actually make it to the end. Uh, but lots to talk about. We're going to be talking about the Holy Grail, the new... 911 GT3. We've received our first details, the first information. In fact, we you, have. you were just watching the Carfection video <laughs> was, yeah. minutes ago, so we're going to be diving in on that. Uh, last week, we obviously spoke about the Huracan STO without really knowing anything about it. It's yes. now officially being launched, so we can review that. There's the F-Type, which I've been spending some time in, parked yes. up behind us. Those of you watching here on YouTube, you will see lovely shots of the F-Type in the background. I want to talk about that very briefly. And wait for it, yes, there's a new McLaren. That never happened, so we're going to dive in and talk through all those details. But I have some exciting news to share before all of that. I don't know. You don't know this. I, I just mean, got an email. You always do this to me. Just got an email from a very lovely guy called Carlos. Hello, Carlos. Behind the Glass is the number one automotive podcast in Lebanon, Argentina, India, Malaysia, and Austria. We can't high five. We're still socially distancing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, back in. I mean, that's mega. We love you all. Lebanon, what's up, guys? Argentina, I was planning to come and visit you during Drive the World. Didn't work out. Hope to be there at some point. India, I mean, that's big. India's a big place. One of the biggest. I mean, huge. So we love you, India. What's up? Malaysia, um, I think if I say Salamat, Pagi, would that make sense to you in Malaysia? I'm going to give it a go. And Austria, I mean, great. I mean, what a place. What a Austria is one of the most beautiful countries. Stunning. Such a lovely country. Maybe that will be the, the first international tour of Behind the Glass to those countries. It'll be, it'll be varied. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be good if we could actually go and do that? <laughs> we will at some point, Tony. Go, I have go, faith. Go. I have belief. Really? But you know what? It's, it's really nice to hear and see because, because we split this podcast across many different platforms, mm. YouTube, Patreon, uh, Spotify, Apple... We don't often rank that highly audio only because actually our biggest audience is here on YouTube. I say here on YouTube because the biggest audience is here on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, so it's quite amazing that actually in these parts of the world, the audio only version is doing so well. And, Good. and so, yeah, I'm very pleased about that. So thank you for the support, everyone out there listening to us only. And, and I listen to podcasts mainly. I have to say I don't watch many podcasts. I do listen. So if you haven't thought about that before, head over Spotify. Apple Podcasts, etc. Have a listen to us in the car on the way to work. Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, all the lads I know, especially all the YouTube lads, they 
they all listen to it in the car. Yeah. They don't uh, listen to it on YouTube. No, that's the best way that car. I listen to it. But uh, anyway, we've tried to avoid in recent weeks doing a bit of, you know, housekeeping admin. And that's literally what I've done for the last six minutes. So well done. anyway, but I thought that was good. So let's dive into it. Cars. Um, anything going on in your world, mate? Any any interesting new stock? Any um, any bits? You've got that really nice Range Rover Sport that I did an Instagram story about the yeah, earlier that's in the a week. petrol Ooh. car as well. Petrol car, dark blue with like the ivory esque yeah, interior. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, really nice. So elegant. Um, nice, anything yes. else coming to go? Oh no, you've got a Urus in stock. And a Urus coming. I mean, yeah. hello, that's casual. Yeah. Um, we've had uh, another Golf R come in. Uh, one of them i30 m performances come in lovely uh, in red in red yeah it's a really Super nice red as yeah. well it's not like we <laughs> we call red in the tray dog dick red <laughs> i don't think i want to know why no, but but this is like a nice like a dark maroony red it's okay. really lovely sounds and, lovely yeah it's nice and uh nice cayman nice 718 cayman come in some nice cars some bits and bobs yeah, yeah, sounds, yeah. sounds fruity yeah. we're not selling any but <laughs> <laughs> well if any of you are interested in any of those cars make yeah. sure to give tony a call and help him through christmas he's got some <laughs> expensive gifts to buy for people so well we'll be, we'll be back busy next month because we've already had so many inquiries about uh, you know some some we have sold some cars and, mm-hmm. and remotely as well which is the only business we're allowed to do, but a lot of people still like to touch and feel them of before course, they buy them. Of course, so, that makes total sense. Um, yeah, we've got quite a lot of appointments booked next week, so we'll Good. we'll be rocking and rolling next week. I'm happy for you. I'll keep all my fingers crossed. Um, well, one car we can talk about uh, is the F Type. Yeah, which is yeah. as well. So I've spent the last four, four, five days with. Uh, obviously, big deal for me and and for the channel uh, having lived with that old V8 F Type, which you very uh, well sold, very well, very brilliantly sold many moons ago. Um, but then since then, spending so much time with SVRs and Project 7. So, yeah, the I've always a bit nervous before I got in this. Yeah. Brave, brave of them to do a diesel. They haven't done a diesel. <laughs> what? what are you on about? I was like, where are you going with this? Done him. <laughs> no, you haven't. I was like, it's no diesel. <laughs> so, yeah, four-cylinder and then two V8s now. And this is the detuned V8, the 450 horse. So, uh, uh, Really? I'm really... I love the car. I love the car. (laughs) I don't wish they'd done a diesel. Interesting to see if they do a hybrid, though, because JLR are doing a big hybrid push. They are, yeah. Um, But but this mid-level one, I guess if you haven't spent a lot of time in the old one, then this is probably great. And actually, price point-wise, it's actually spot on the money because it's 25 or 20 grand cheaper than the full R. And you can probably tune it. But I, I do feel it doesn't feel that quick in all-wheel drive format. Fair. You told me something interesting before we started that they've canned the three litre. V6 is gone in Europe. Yeah. Ah, okay. I think the US are still getting it. I think that was the best one. I I would agree that was the best one because it was a bit lighter, a little bit... I I, I liked it as well. For the road. For the road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But the four-cylinder apparently has been an absolute winner. It was nearly half the amount of sales of... Jags before was four cylinder. Well, it's Cayman money. That's why yeah, not nine eleven money. Exactly, a lot, a lot more affordable. Again, super light. I think it's like fifty kilos lighter than the V eight as an overall car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still get some of the trickery. So I think it will still fly again because they're like fifty or sixty grand. The the four cylinders compared to sort of eighty eighty five. Once you've spec'd up a V eight and then a hundred hundred and five for the R. Um, so you know that still seems a, a great proposition. But they've just made it a lot better. It's great, and I've really got used to the looks when I when it first arrived. I was like, I'm not sure I like that front end, but actually. Every time I've stepped out of my house with those big wheels, it just looks good. Well, do you remember when they come out and I said I liked it, mm. and you said, I, I, "No, you're you wrong. Did, you're you're right. idiot, you yeah. didn't like it." Don't know what you're I, about. I, I did. I I think it, it looks a lot more refined. Yeah. I've made it. It's a lot neater at the front as well. It was a bit fussy at the front, the old F Type, and it's a lot neater now. We can agree to disagree, but I think it's it's style. Like it looks very stylistic now. It looks yeah. very designed, almost concept car esque in yeah. some shapes or forms. So no, it, it's great. I'm super pleased. I'm super proud. Will I buy another one at some point? Yes, but I think I need to wait until I've driven the R or the real drive P450. Okay, they're gonna do an SVR surely at some point. They keep saying they're not, but I think they will. And so yeah, I'm not going to buy one immediately, but maybe at some point in the future, Good. I would love to. Um, so yes, let's dive in on the Huracan STO, because we talked about it briefly when Paul was here last week, uh, but we didn't know anything about it then. It's now been revealed. Uh, are you any more positive about the idea of it now that you've seen it and know the details? Not really, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a more impractical performance, basically, for a lot it more money. It looks wild. Yeah. I mean, Lamborghinis 
I've, I've spoke to many people about this, and and Lamborghinis, they always look good. Yeah, um, it's a bit body kitty for me. It looks a little bit. The launch spec, I thought, was with those colours and things like that. I think yeah. actually in a more subtle all black or, or whatever, orange, or, you know, I, I think it will maybe come together a bit better as a car. Uh, it looked a little gimmicky, a little bit Hot Cars-esque, Hot Wheels-esque even. It looked good in black. It looked good in black. Yeah, I think yeah. it will look good in black. Um, but I know what you mean. Yeah, a bit, a bit aggressive. But some of the stats was kind of mad. So it's nearly 50 kilos lighter than a Purple Manto, which is already light. Yeah. But nearly 50% more downforce. Yeah. And the thing is going to be absolutely just plunged into the road. Yeah. I mean, it's not... It's not... Um I mean, it's not practical. I mean, <laughs> it's, got, it's got... Not many hurricanes are. No storage space. So no. I... Uh, me personally, I think it's a bit of a pointless car because it's a bit like what uh, what I said last week with Paul. And it's even worse because it's got no storage space. So you can't take it on a road trip unless you don't take a passenger, you put all your stuff in the footwell and the passenger seat. You can't take it on track mostly because it will be too loud. It's purple manty loud, if not a bit louder. And Let's see if the filters change that. But yes, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. And them cars, I mean, purple mantis in their coarser settings get kicked off Nürburgring. So... And that's one of the loudest tracks you can go to. Um, apart from Anglesey in the UK that we've got, which doesn't really have any noise limits, you can take it there. But there's not really many... I mean, it is a track car, mate. So well, yeah, and then <laughs> you can't take it to a track. <laughs> it reminds me a bit of the conundrum of the Senna, where I think it's going to be so good, and, and the AMG GT Black Series, I think it's going to be so good that if you're someone who spends a lot of time on the track and really knows how to drive those cars... At that point, surely just buy a track car. Do you know what I mean? Like, 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 because it's going to be so good for a road car, but then it's going to start to be held back by tires and by various different elements. At which point, if you're really that obsessed with ultimate lap time, surely just go and actually buy an actual GT3 or or Super Trofeo car. Yeah, I I mean, I kind of get where you're coming from, but the 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 AMG and the and the um, the the this new STO thing uh, that. You know the price point of them. I guess in this STO thing will be three hundred grand. It'll be pista money. Yeah. Um, it it's a lot cheaper than a race car, mate. We've said this before yes, about, yeah, yeah, about sure. you know the race cars are cheaper. You cannot drive them on the road. The center is a po- is pointless because it's so much money. At that point, you can go and buy a race car. Um, but I. I, 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 don't, I don't get it, mate. Honestly, I... I, I think it's cool. I've had a few friends who've got the kind of money to buy a car like that. Give me a call. and well, What do you think? Well, and not that I'm really a sort of, you know, an opinion that they should be valuing. Um, but uh, I just said, I, th- I think it's going to be a 600LT or a Pista. I just think it's going to be a bit of a damp squib. Like, it's exciting. It's cool. Rear-wheel drive, brilliant. Celebrating that V10 engine. Looks kind of mad. But are they going to make too many of them and, and actually not be that excited. Like, I, do you know what I mean? Mm. Do you know where I'm going with this? Where yeah. I think actually it's not going to be like 10 years ago when we all absolutely freak out about the 675 LT or the Speciale and that is the car, or the GT2 RS, that is the car to have the boat. I think it might just be like, oh yeah, cool. The, that, 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 that as far as I know, I mean, originally we, we thought it was going to be numbered car, yeah. 400, 500 cars, but from what I'm hearing, it's not. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a limited production run. It's, yeah. it's based on, um, not capacity, what's it called? Production line capability. Anyway, yeah, basically however many they can build or so however many make, orders they get. They, they <laughs> will make, like the Purple yeah. Manti, yeah, yeah, there will be, be tons. Uh, yeah, and yeah. then it'll be, uh, oh, actually, I don't, everyone will put an order in for one, like they did with the Purple yeah. Manti. They'll all go on the internet. Then the next let a lot of people will realise that they're on the internet, they're not selling them, they'll cancel them, they've already made them, and then it's Purple Manti all over it. Yeah, there we go. So let's wait and see. We'd love to have a go in one, though. Uh, I think it would be cool, because I never have a go in a Purple Manti, so it feels yeah. like, you know, let's just skip that now and go straight to the STO. <laughs> um, now, something Esso suggested we talk about, which I think is epic, is first cars, because people ask me a lot, but I suddenly realise I have no idea what your first car is. I think you have actually told me before, but I've definitely forgotten so before we get into what my first car was remind everyone what was your first car oh my god so (laughs) my first my first car that i bought with my own money i didn't even actually have a driving license does that count at that point oh i don't know if we should be talking about this but go on (laughs) you can try (laughs) your risk you're taking so the first car i nicked no (laughs) (laughs) no so um it was uh an austin maestro Right. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say, I don't think I know what that is. I'm going to Google it. It was an Austin Maestro. It was brown. Oh, well done. I think brown... Oh, this is an awful car, man. Yeah. 
this is I've just seen pictures. This is horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. To the thought of seeing you in that at what, 17 years old? Uh, yeah, and then I had a uh a Ford Sierra 2.3 gear. Gear. G-I-A? G-H-I-A. It's coming up on my suggested. That's better. That's what I've like. I know what that car is now that I'm looking. I know what that car is. Okay, so here's my question for you. So my first car was a Golf Mark IV, 1.4 liter. I adored it. I modified it. I put all bits on it. But because I was firstly a really frustrated racing driver, secondly someone who <laughs> dreamed of more powerful, more exciting cars, I would try and make that car better than it was. So, for example, going to the petrol station always put in the most expensive high octane fuel I could because I was like, I need the extra performance. I need. That you know, I need that that, that power, um, but also so it looked good. So this guy was like, "Hey, look at this baller!" And I would always, you know, go to the best detailing shots for a crappy fifty thousand mile Mark IV. Um, so you know, would you do the same? Would were these cars? We did you treasure them, or they were just tools for you for freedom and to get out there? Well, uh, mate, when I passed my test, we would say we're going to put Larry fuel in the car today. Oh, and, and that uh, was yeah. the whole thing. Oh, oh, how exciting. And, and we honest, honestly, we really, really thought, I don't know how much difference it made, but in the early days, we honestly thought our cars were so much faster. But that was the thing, right? Like, like, like I, don't, I definitely didn't have any understanding of like the benefits to like engine health. Like it was all about more horsepower, mate. It must be faster. It's faster, it's more expensive. We're gonna go quicker. And when you've just passed your test and you're in your first car, that's what you really care about, isn't it? Like, yeah. oh, it definitely unlocks like a loose 10 horsepower. Like, you know, you have no idea. Yeah. But uh, now we've learned so much, but I'm glad I wasn't the only one because I thought maybe I was a bit of a gimp back then in the day. Yeah. Um, doing that thing but yeah it it's just i think first cars are very important to petrolheads right it represents so much mm. freedom but also the fact that yeah, this is your first car your car you can do whatever you want yeah in it. and uh you've sort of dreamt of you know getting behind the things though but you have to be realistic it's very rarely unless you're from certain parts of the world a bugatti very one it's more realistically an absolute banger yeah, yeah. <laughs> an absolute pile of poop yeah <laughs> <laughs> well anyway uh we'd love to know what your guys first cars were so comment below let us know uh now you know tony's eyes and, and how much we treasure do you do the same do you treasure your first car do you go to the fuel station put in the high octane fuel just for that extra power I think you all do. Anyway, uh, a car has just launched this morning that I now need to bring up on the computer because I know nothing about it. But worryingly, Tony, it's a rival for your Jumeirah. No. The car that you've got on order. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, the Sam's yeah. For audio purposes. <laughs> for, yeah. for those that don't know, I said order with inverted commas. Got the car you've got on order. <laughs> it's by Naran Automotive. Oh no, I've got one of them coming. Do you? No. <laughs> GT3 inspired 1048 brake horsepower hypercar. It does sound up your street, to be honest. Just 49, two plus two cubes. It's a four seater. I mean, this is right This is right up your alley. If, if you ever decide that the Jumeira isn't enough for you, it's taking too long to come, why not? You could just get one of these. It's got a twin turbo V8, five liter. I'm literally reading this right now because I know nothing about it. It's coming in 2022, so it might actually beat your Jumeira delivery. Engine? Five liter. Uh, uh, Automotive has a deal in place with BMW Motorsport, yeah. which will supply key elements of the package. The monocoque is shared with the 8 Series. Uh, the body penned by Apollo and Di Tommaso stylist, Joan Wong. Oh, be Larry. Joan Wong. Um, however, weight's said to be around 1620. Kilos? Yeah. Well, that's heavy. I was going to say. Makes the car lighter than an, an AMG C63S. What? Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, is it, is it a hybrid? What? Okay, hold on a sec. Motorsport outfit. Racing Dynamics is responsible for delivering the engine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Headline. Okay, 1,000 horsepower with the torque, 764 foot-pound of torque. Taking the BMW's 4.4 litre block, as seen in the M5 and M8, and then re-engineering it with a ZF. I mean, sure. Apparently, the aim with Naran is to go after Pagani and Koenigsegg customers. So the, this this is targeted at you, Tony. It looks very fast and furious Tokyo Drift. Okay. Is the look of it. I mean... Should I move to China? <laughs> Why are you moving to China? But, well, because you said it's Tokyo. It's Japan. Same thing. No, <laughs> oh, my God. We're definitely going to get... <laughs> Some We're going to get of, sued again. Yeah, I mean, that's a disaster. <laughs> I can't believe it. 
Well, it's, you know, I feel like 2020, if it's given us anything, it's given us random, bizarre, a thousand horsepower hypercars. Yeah. So that's the worst pandemic that no one's going to buy. Yeah. <laughs> there's another one that we can just throw, throw in the mix that's kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, so interesting to see what will happen with that, but uh, some hype that's happening and it's literally just launched today. Uh, talking about news of other new cars though, before we move on to the GT3, because I can see Tony foaming at the mouth. McLaren have announced the 570S replacement, the Artura. I saw this yesterday. Weird for them to step away from the number name and now go into the name game. <laughs> I, it's quite, for me, it's quite weird that they've actually announced the car. I mean, they don't normally do that. They don't. It's a boom. No, like, yeah, no. We don't want to hear of new cars from McLaren, do we? <laughs> Not really. Uh, no. um, but this, yeah, this is going to be sitting in between. So the GT, which I think they've sold four of worldwide, uh, sits at the kind of entry level spectrum. Then you've got this new Arturo, which is replacing the 570S Sport Series. And then you've got the 720S, which is the Super Series. Um, this is all a part of McLaren's new strategy. So I'm guessing the 720S is going to re- be replaced in the not too distant future with something with a name. They're stepping away from these numbers. Um, so you're going to have GT, Artura, and then something else. I'd love to know why Artura, but the big statement here is for the first time, we're getting a new engine from McLaren. That, that will go in, that will be for the next seven years. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Hybrid V6. Yeah. So, you know... I Where mean, the V6 comes from? Jaguar. That's why they don't make it anymore in the Jag. They sold it to McLaren. Because they sold it to McLaren. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you're guessing, is it? It's a new engine from Jaguar. <laughs> Re-engineered. Um, I mean, an interesting... I, I'm kind of excited a bit that there's at least a new engine because it's definitely been a while since we've heard about that from McLaren. Well, and they're calling it... Ever. It's labelled the High Performance Hybrid HPH. Uh, the first half of next year, um, it's going to be... Previously used names only for the Ultimate Series, described as the next generation supercar. Uh, I mean, we're going to see this from all these supercar manufacturers, aren't we? These new hybrid powertrains. We're expecting it from Ferrari soon enough, Lamborghini, Porsche. Well, we're going to come onto that when we come onto the GT3 chat. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, interesting, I suppose. The Sports Series was exceptionally successful for McLaren. So let's see where they're going to go with this. Do we care? Not really, but but I'm, I still have a bit of hope that McLaren is going to turn it all around and we're going to fall back in love with them. But I see this announcement, I'm like, oh, cool, wait. I'm going to join the dog and go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if they make it look a bit different. Because you know what? I've I've sl- I've slagged off the GT quite a few times and said, what the, what's the point of that car? And I genuinely still believe they've sold four worldwide because you I've never seen one on a road. Me too. Never. Um, but one press car turned up here last week uh, in blue and it did look quite nice. It did look quite nice. And I went, okay, but still, I mean, who is going to buy that? No one is buying that car. Well, it, look, it looked quite nice because you don't see them. McLaren, if you're listening, can you please send us a sales report for the GT Worldwide? <laughs> if it's in double numbers, Tony will eat the Tenzing can that he's been <laughs> drinking from today because uh, I, just, I just can't believe that's the thing. Uh, so yeah, watch this space. Lots of exciting cars, I think, coming in 2021. Yes. Lots like actually hitting the road, but also to be revealed. Correct. But no customers to buy them. No. <laughs> but lots of press launches for Lovely. us YouTubers to be invited on. We're kind of, that's our final finale point for today, by the way. I know where you're going to go with that one. And yeah. I agree with you. Okay. Uh, so let's get into it because. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, yes, we often are Porsche fanboys on this podcast, and we do bore you all by going in on Porsche or, or celebrating Porsche a lot. But this is an excuse for us all to get excited. How far are we in? 22 minutes in. Okay, this is going to be an hour. Yeah. <laughs> the next 40 minutes will be about Porsche and the GT3. Because yes, Carfection in with the scoop. Love it. Bravo to them and to Henry Catchpole. I got a lovely scoop of an exclusive walk around with, can't say his name, Prundinger. Prund- and, and, Andrea. Prundinger? Prundinger. No. It, it, no, no, it's not Prundinger, is it? Hold on. This is the guy responsible for the Porsche GT department. He is the god of GT. Pruninger. That's it. Like Pruninger. It, it, yeah, Pruninger. You're, you're Andreas Pruninger. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yes, uh, they did a walk around of the car, prototype car, not the final production version, but near as damn it. And we found out a lot of details. Um, I'm going to come to you in a second because you've literally just watched the video and I know you're so excited. I think for me, the coolest takeaway was the fact that they've actually done genius camouflage because we all feel like we've seen this car. It's been testing around the Nürburgring. Oh, look, it's a non-camouflage GT3. And people are going, oh, that rear wing's a bit weird. I'm not sure about that. And literally, Pruninger was like, lol, we've purposely made it unattractive. We've purposely does these things to draw your attention away from the fact that it's not the final production version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll come back to that. But look, go, uh, hit me with facts and stats if you know them off the top of your head just what are you excited about with this car well i am really excited about it. obviously i come running in here after watching about 10 minutes of it and i said have you seen the video no, so excited. about four times i've seen it so um I-, I was so excited about watching it i didn't take in too many stats no. to be honest. <laughs> don't worry we'll run through um, them in a second but um it, like like andrea said it will be the best car they always are but somehow porsche always manage to make the current one better than the previous car. Yeah. In in my experience, especially in the in the most modern ones that they've done, is that they normally make the the modern car the same as the predecessor GT3 RS. So in terms of downfalls and and the way it goes around the Nürburgring, I I wouldn't be surprised if this current 992 GT3 is as fast as the a current GT3 RS. The, the outgoing GT3 correct, RS. Correct. This new, uh, yes, I'm with you there. I think, so just to do facts and stats, we've obviously got naturally aspirated engine, four litre once again, 503 odd horsepower. Um, but most interestingly for me is weight. It's the same weight essentially as the old car. 503 for, horsepower. Really? Uh, Not 520 odd. Normally the, normally they extend them by 20 odd horsepower. Normally. Uh, no, no. Here's your first look. 503 horsepower. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's the same same horsepower then. Um, same horsepower, but, but, but it hasn't gained weight. So it's it's like 1430 kilos, yeah. even though the car's bigger. And that's been my big complaint with 992 and why I haven't been that excited by them is it just feels like a big car. It feels like a Bentley Continental when you're in it. Mm. And whilst it doesn't necessarily feel heavy, it just feels big. And so I'm really excited by the fact that they've been able to shave up. And that's wet weight. That's with oils and fuels and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. So yeah, naturally aspect of four litre, revs up to, thank God, 9,000 RPM still. There were a few clips of flybys of the car. We don't know if those were European cars or US cars, but it sounded good. Obviously, we know we're going to have OPF filters. It's never going to sound as great from the outside as the previous car, but who cares? It still sounds like it's got something to it. Uh, so actually, the previous generation, Tony, was 593 horsepower. So they have stepped up by 10 horsepower. Mm. Uh, so it's a little bit of an increase. Um, same as the Speedster. 
in terms of output. Okay. Uh, so yeah. the survey structure these days is that 80% of his team's engineering time is applied to just to maintaining GT3's level of performance. Um, I've got the 992 body, but I didn't want to carry more weight, as we can expect. Uh, so lots of things, obviously, as you can imagine, happening under the skin. And I think that's what they really delved in on, Wilder, wasn't it? Wider track as well. Which Much means wider track. It's probably like it's probably similar to current GT3 RS track in terms of maybe not quite as much, but I bet there won't on be on the lot road in grip it. and stuff yeah, like that. Fifty yeah, yeah. percent increase in downforce, as you can imagine, with that big wing, which is what I wanted to address because I think we've all been looking at these prototypes for a while, look, talking about the sort of swan neck rear wings and yeah, what the are they, they? They look the a bit way they come weird. Like that. Yeah, 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 they yeah. basically the the supports, the struts come up over the wing. And so the wing looks like it's kind of floating or hanging off the back of the car. And he did explain that is because you then get a completely clean underside surface to the wing, uh, which is, you know, very clever engineering. Uh, but the actual struts were quite ugly, the swan neck struts. And he was kind of laughing to himself going, these are purposefully ugly. Like they're never going to look like this. The real final versions are actually stunning. Yeah, and yeah. we can't wait to reveal them. So all these little elements, I think we can't wait to see because in my mind, it looked pretty good I mean, yeah. in this prototype form. And them ducks, don't forget, they, they've, they've designed that wing because GT3s and GT3 RSs of you know the current ones and the previous models, they would always suffer with drag especially yep. at high speed. So they've obviously redesigned this and that's why it's going to be fast because it's also going to be fast in a straight line. So that's exactly it. Because remember when we did the AMG GTR and the GT3 RS drive, we were always like, oh, the 3 RS was so slow in a yeah. straight line. Because yeah. it, it was made to go around corners, wasn't yeah. it, rather than going a straight line. Yeah. So yes, they, they've been working hard actually and there was a, there was a line to stop here saying uh, there's a 15% increase in downforce without any increase in drag. So that, that is pretty impressive. Um, uh, interestingly, uh, springs a lot stiffer, 25 to 30% stiffer, but actually apparently according to the guys who've ridden in the passenger, the car actually felt quite supple. I mean, lots to be excited about. We're getting a little bit too nerdy now without yeah. actually having driven it. I think what's interesting, it's going to be available from PDK and manual from the start. You can order both. Yep. But what Pruninger and the GT team have done is actually put a, a, a manual shifter in the, the PDK cars. Yep. So uh, that new 992, 911's got this nasty little knob I'm going to call it a nodule yeah. like to select gears is horrible and you can't use it intuitively as a gear shifter correct even in the PDK cars so they've put in what looks like a manual shifter so that you can do that I think that's a really nice touch and made the car seven speed still and not eight speed uh, six, six speed and seven speed oh no sorry yes sorry the PDK cars seven speed not eight speed the manual cars six speed not seven speed correct uh, so it's always one ratio lower than the equivalent in a GT in the, car yeah exactly nice um, so yeah it 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 is perfect because it is the ultimate driver's Porsche once again. And as you say, they just knock it out of the park every time. Every single time. And what I loved about that catchpole video was when they went to this bunker of all the old predecessor GT3s and you just realised not only was every generation brilliant in its own way, but the way they've all pushed forward. And I think Pruninger made the most amazing point where a 997 Gen 1 GT3 still an incredible car mm. like they were they're always so good yeah. that they really help hold themselves up in current day but also against their opposition they do yeah and and as well like watching that bit that that part of the film make makes you really understand if you're a porsche fan it really makes you understand why you're a porsche fan because of the heritage and the way they make their cars and and i know we do bang on about it but they are the best the gt cars they are always the benchmark of cars, especially for what they do. Road, for performance. For road and track, which is what they are predominantly, which is why Porsche always say, you know, they're covered under warranty on track. There's not many manufacturers that do that and that are comfortable with, with cars going on track. They are the best, and it's not even by a little bit, mate. They're, they're the cheapest and they're the best. Until you've experienced the Porsche life, you'll be sitting there going, bore off, you guys yeah, are so boring. But will, yeah. any of you that are into it will, will know what they we're talking about. It, yeah. One negative I foresee, though, with this car is I do think they are going to make a ton of them. Well, they made a lot of the old car, mate. Oh, my God, they made a lot of the yeah, old car. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't ever take away from how good the car is. Don't I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is... Oh, I don't know what I'm saying. It's not a negative, but I just think everyone and their brother is going to end up having but one of these But they're still GT3s. nearly list. So the Gen 2 9... So the one that I had... Yeah, the 991.2. So the previous... Three, the last GT3. Yeah. That was three years ago now, yeah. by the way, when we picked that up. Um, there's still retail. 
they're still hovering around list. Okay. Still, roughly. So they hold their money incredibly well, mm. and that's essentially free motoring, like in yeah. an incredible car. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm not saying it's a negative that they're going to make so many, but it does always make them a little bit special when everyone gets one. And I, and I shouldn't say that because I'm not somebody who usually cares about these things. But for example, take the UK automotive YouTuber community. <laughs> I would say JWW. He will get one because he's got history. TGE. No, no, no. Hold on a sec. You're getting ahead of yourself. No, no. Just bear with me. Okay. JWW, okay. TGE, Shmee, Archie, maybe even Paul. <laughs> Paul. Myself. Me. Uh, you. But I'm not a YouTuber. No, I'm t- so let's just that group. Social media, yeah. Every single one of us will either buy, try to buy, or make a video talking about buying a GT3. Okay. I'm not getting one. You're not getting one? No. I don't really? No, 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 no. Because I want the RS. I'll wait for the RS. Thanks. So, um, and, Interesting. and uh, it, it's really well known. I'm not really bothered about cars anymore, but it's really well known that I want a GT2 RS. Yes. So yeah, that's yeah. the car I want, okay. really. So I'm 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 not gonna try unless. But unless, well, do you want you want a GT2 RS? So here's the conundrum, right? Let's say it all comes together. What if they come? What what if they're available at the same time? If a two RS and a nine nine two three RS become available to you at the same time, are you still? leading towards a 2RS, or you see you want a 2RS now until the new 3RS comes out? No, I'll have both. Oh my God. I'll have both. Oh yeah, my yeah. God, someone's had a good year. No, so that- Whoa! That, so the, the, the 2RS I kind of see as a bit of a keeper's car. Sure. So, uh, you know, it won't be on social media. I'm not interested, but but I, I, I've I always wanted that car, and I am going to buy one. I'm just trying to find the right one and the right money, obviously. The, the 3RS, I'll have and abuse it like I did- my old car, essentially. But I'm not paying overs for one. I should get one from Porsche anyway. Um, but, but yeah, I'm not going to buy a GT3. Interesting. Okay, well, I, I, it makes sense to me. I'm surprised a bit. I thought you'd just be going in there and just be like, oh, I'll go and order it all. Because usually you are in that kind of, I just pull, order everything and then I can always sell it. For the yeah, yeah. But um, fair play, well said. I think all the others, yes, I'm... I'm, I'm 105% confident that James has already placed his deposit for one because I think he's kind of been quite vocal about that fact and it would make sense. He's got Turbo S and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I foresee that. Shmi, I don't really know because he, he didn't love his old GT3, did he? It wasn't his, didn't stick around that long. I don't think he adored it. Um, but it's Shmi, so you never know. Could- Tim Tim didn't get a UK allocation, did he? He got a... You uh, wanted a PTS car. He wanted a... Yeah, so he ends up getting a car in Germany. Drive. But to be fair, like... Um, as I know, or we both know how Porsche works, JWW will get one because he's, he's bought enough GT cars and enough Porsches. Shmi, the thing is with Porsche, it doesn't matter who you are, in general, they, you know, there's, they have a, they have a list, mate, and, and you have to play yeah, the game. Yeah, but you know what, mate? I think less and less. Maybe less and less. It might yeah. change this time. So, And but, I think with the amount they're going to make, I, I think you would find that, that the majority of, big dick YouTubers would be able to muscle their way into finding a slot somewhere. Okay, fine. Maybe not early cars. Maybe they'd be on the third or fourth round. Maybe it'd be cancelled slots. You know, like, but I do think if one of these YouTubers, including myself, made enough noise, you could find a GT3. I disagree. I don't, Do you? Yeah. Judging by the way that Porsche behave, they, although they have warmed towards the social media world more, they, they're honest. I don't think they're that, they're that, Mate, there's such a queue of people for these cars, you know, and, and they are going to make millions mm. of them. I agree, they will make millions of them, but they make millions of the last car. Yeah. No, you know, no, you're, you're, you're right. And and I, I just think when that car gets launched, we will see a month of YouTube videos. Again, you know, I'm just talking about the UK. I think all around the world, there's going to be a month of I'm getting a GT3. It'll be so interesting to see the amount of people that make the videos and the people that actually get one, actually get yeah. an allocation, because I think it will be a lot less than what you think. I agree that Maybe. JWW will definitely get one, yeah, because he's had a few and he's had a lot of Porsches. Um, the rest, honestly, I, I'm, the way that I... TG, sure, t- surely Tom's um, going to get one. Tom, Tom, Tom's only bought one new Porsche, I think. No, he's bought two, hasn't he? But but from two different dealers. Yeah, um, and he's got the, has he still got the 9-1? I lose he's track. got, 
I think he's got the turbo. I don't. I don't. Know. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I, I have no idea. Jack. But but it, so what Paul should do as well, which you know they they play the game. So what they might do with Tom, I don't know. I don't even know if he wants one. I'm sure he does. But what they might do is, is they might say we want your 992 back. We want your turbo, the turbo S back. Yeah, and you can have yeah. you can have a GT3. But but normally if you've only bought one or two cars, that's not enough to get a GT car. Yeah. So but but fair play. If they yeah. Get them, fair play. Of course. And, and as you say. Oh. Is that normal? No. Oh. Did the light just go out? Well, that one's just gone out. It has. Are we okay? I hope so. Let me just let me just check. <laughs> it's gone. So the radiator, my electric radiator sucks out so much electricity, it just cut us off to save us. Maybe I should turn that off at the wall. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah? <laughs> I would, yeah. Sorry, everyone. Two, two, two seconds. <laughs> Okay, YouTube viewers, apologies, because the, <laughs> the quality of the image might have suddenly just decreased. This is the problem with the heating thing, though. I need to really get this sorted, because these electric plug-in radiators take out so much electricity. They, like, that's on fire, nearly, that extender cable. Mm. Anyway. It doesn't help that it's not unraveled either. I mean, no, it's still raveled up. Still raveled up. So, apologies about that. Yeah, so YouTube viewers, sorry if the quality just suddenly got worse. Audio listeners, you're probably like, get on with it! <laughs> so, apologies for the interruption. But yeah, let's, let's wait and see, I think. Um, I just, oh. anyway, I, I definitely would want one. I don't think I'm going to have the money to get one, if I'm honest. Uh, I've got other things going on in my life that in the next 18 months to go and shell out. What do you think it's going to be, 130 grand? No, 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 no. So I reckon spec'd it will be about 145-ish. Wow, okay. Normally, yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, my, so mine was, mine was 135. They're normally about 10 grand more. more. Okay. Um, listen, I hope that everyone that wants one gets one. For sure. Yeah, no, no. Every, I, everyone in the country. If yeah, they all, yeah. But the problem is what will happen there is everyone gets one, they won't hold their money. Yeah. So you, you, you've got two schools of faults. You know, there'll, there'll be more cars than there are people for them. Um, like the performance, that sort yeah. of thing. Uh, I don't think Paul should do that. Um but yeah, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Very exciting. So lots more to come on that car. Trust us, as you know, as we get the chance to experience one, uh, go and film with one, learn more. Uh, we'll be talking about it plenty. Um, but actually, it kind of brings us neatly on to the big topic I wanted to discuss, because at some point there will be an international press launch for that car. Mm. And Porsche are kind of funny. They don't tend to invite too many YouTubers to, to launches of gone. their new cars. Well, no, I'm not so sure on a global level. I, I don't know, but... Essentially, recently, I've been noticing it a lot over the last six to nine months, in fact, over the last five years, but a lot more recently. And I had a sort of a, a moment recently with somebody on Instagram where I still see people, whether it's not so much journalists, it tends to be car collectors or owners complaining about YouTubers or influencers or social media creators going on press launches of new cars. Oh, well, these are the car collector people that want to be YouTubers, like want to do your job? No, no, because no. I, I, I see it across the board in so many different areas. As okay. I say, it's, it's from lots of different people. Um, and I just have got so enraged by it, I kind of wanted to talk about it. Because as a manufacturer, if you're launching a product, your sole goal as the PR marketing team is to get as much exposure for that product as possible. Get as many views, put it in front of as many eyes as possible with the hopes that you then sell that product to as many people as possible. Correct. The way to do that is to invite people who have the biggest audience, who are going to target the largest audience. Ten years ago, when you were selling a car, that was Autocar, that was Top Gear, that was all those different likes. As time has moved on, within the automotive world now, the likes of Shmi, JWW, myself, Tom, through to a Petrol Pair, to Steph ABTV, a Paul, whoever it might be, these are the people who are getting hundreds of thousands of views, sometimes only 50,000 views, doesn't matter, from an automotive audience. So you would be mad as a manufacturer not to invite them along or give them access to those cars. Yeah. As a customer, you are one person with a network of maybe on Instagram, a hundred people, even a thousand people, but more realistically, four mates down the pub. Yeah. That are sitting there and complaining, going, oh, what does this YouTuber know about cars? Why are they going on the press launch and why have I not been able to drive the car yet? Well, just think for two seconds. If you're talking about a Ferrari Roma, you're successful enough to be able to buy that car. You're not stupid. No. So, well, you are if you buy one. Yeah. You're going to blow a load of money. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I just find it so... It, it would be like me sitting here and... Well, I, I'm trying to think of a comparison. But what I don't like is it belittles what creators do. As I say, I get that you could say, look, YouTubers aren't knowledgeable enough. I don't care about their opinion. They don't know what they're talking about. It doesn't matter. They're putting that product in front of people's eyes. Even if it's a male model who's only going there to sit on the car in a square in Rome and post it to Instagram. If he's got 2 million followers on Instagram and someone looks at that photo and goes, oh, that car looks good. I'm going to go and buy one. Job done for that manufacturer. And they only sell one. Sell one. It's going to be more than you're going to do down the pub. Go, this is why my Yaris GR is so much better than your Abarth. Yeah. Like, I, I just... It baffles me that it still happens, and I'm ranting a little bit, but it, it happened, the, the worst thing that I've happened was many years ago with a guy who's a big car collector, a, you know, semi-professional racing driver, I think he likes to think he's professional, bought his own race team. You know, he, within the automotive world, or sorry, within the car collector world, he's a, he's a player. And he used to really aggressively target manufacturers saying, why are you inviting this person? Do not invite them. I'm going to stop buying products from you if you keep inviting these people. Amazing. It'd be like me walking into his workplace when he's in the middle of a pitch with a new client going, don't work with this guy. He's an idiot. Why are you going to work with him? Like, it's not like it's not on. No. You know what it is? Firstly, it's childish. It's so childish. And secondly, don't forget some of these people. They're very wealthy. People don't say no to them. They get exactly what they want all the time because they have... They have, the, you know, they're, they're, the, the, the power of wealth, essentially. But what the manufacturers are looking for is not wealth at all. They want an audience. Which they is want an audience who might buy their products. Correct, which is what you guys offer. So, unfortunately, it's not as bad as it was, but influencers weren't seen as journalists. I think they are more and more, or credible ones, yeah, just who's that rich kid on YouTube with loads of followers making videos, who is he? But it's irrelevant because because 2 million or 500,000 or however many you've all got, hundreds of thousands of people watch your videos and they're all interested in cars, it's target audience and that, that is what it's all about. It doesn't exactly. matter about anyone's background or what anyone's done, the manufacturers couldn't give a toss about that. Exactly. What they care about is... How many people watch this channel? Because when you do a, an advert on a radio, one, one, it falls on deaf ears, and your target audience is tiny. YouTube, especially if it's a Pacific, if it's clothes or it's a Pacific channel for a Pacific thing, that's your, your target audience is 100% of them people. So your percentage of buying or selling something is 100%. So, that, that you know, why would they not invite... You got. I, I, I don't get it. Me. Personally. It's PR marketing 101. 101. And, and you touched on it a bit. The, I think the worst offenders at the moment are other creators, YouTubers, influencers. You know whether they are people who've joined it late. They're people who are frustrated. They're people who are jealous. And it comes from that point. It comes from a jealousy point of view. It comes from a frustration point of view. Let's not forget, you're all people. We yeah, all yeah, have yeah. feelings. And what's going on in the world at the moment with mental health and stuff like that, I'm not saying that any of you are affected, but the, the amount of stick I see that journalists, influencers, guys, let's all just be nice to people. Like, just, just like, first of all, you know, the comments that I see sometimes and, and some of the banter that goes on, these influencers, they don't know you. You know, they don't know your banter and, and it comes across as rude sometimes. And It doesn't help that some influencers are rude as well. Like, let's just all be nice to people. Like, yeah, and like, especially stop. within the community. Like, be supportive. Like, you're not always going to agree with people. You're going to be jealous. You're going to be frustrated. All these different things. But what I don't like is this this gang community negativity and this, this YouTubers or influencers shouldn't be on press launches it's creating negativity from the inside. That's what I'm, that's the point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, everyone is always going to have their opinions. Opinions are allowed. Everyone's allowed and should share their opinions. Fine. But there shouldn't be this breeding of negativity from within the own community. It would be like you sitting there going, ah, Romans internationals, are they're idiots and Joe McCarries are pointless and they're scumbags and they rip people. Like, you're going to, you might have opinions on any of those different things. You might get frustrated by certain deals or something. You know, because you're a decent human being, 
Just get on with it. Yeah, I don't even talk about that privately to people. If no. You've ever said to me about a dealership, I, I don't have an opinion on it because it's not for me to say. I don't. I don't. I talk about myself. I'm not talking about other dealerships. And like I said, the focus should. You know, get behind people. If someone's got an opportunity to do something in life, in general, yeah. get behind them. Don't mock them. And I think that's exactly it. And, you know, this was really spurred on by somebody within the community who has a voice and who is noticed making a post which directly targeted one of my posts complaining about the fact that I and others were getting invite and access to a, a press launch, a car review. And yeah. you, at that point, even I, with over the last five or six years, I had to grow thick skin. It's like, oh, come on, mate. Yeah. Instead of, like, just say, you can go behind the doors and go, that's so annoying. I, I, I want to drive that car. Yeah. Don't do a post and rile up your audience to go, like, yeah, it's so right. Can't believe influencers going on press launches. It's just creating negativity where it doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Anyway, a little bit of a controversial way to end the episode. We're and, finished? Uh, yeah, we're finished. We're going to round it up. Oh, it's supposed to be all about GT3s. We've got into mental health and influencers being slammed. Uh, no, it, needs, it, may, it needs to be said. It needs to be said. No, yeah, it needs yeah, to be yeah. said. Uh, next week will be a, a lot more laughs. Um, but any of you out there, if you are, uh, you know, uh, struggling with anything mental health-wise, there's so many people out there who can help. Uh, I'm going to recommend Better UK, B-E-D-E-R. Uh, fantastic organisation uh, helping with uh, men's mental health, but mental health in general. Um, but of course, uh, make sure to subscribe, turn on notifications so you don't miss future episodes of us. If you want to follow Tony and I, we're on Instagram and various other social media. Um, and next week we will be back with the latest car news car chat god knows what else we're going to talk about who knows we'll figure something we'll figure it out see you soon bye bye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.